When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome to White. You're shaking your head already. We haven't even started yet. Welcome. Because I I said silence and you were just clinkety-clankety moving, touching things. Oh, I don't think you picked up on the recording. Anyway, be that as it may, welcome to episode 232 of the All Dolphins podcast. I am here again back in my warm hotel room uh, in Indianapolis after walking from the, the Indianapolis Convention Center where it's kind of cold, but also very windy, and the wind hits up your face and makes me lose. I told you, there, there isn't part. any, you're only walking indoors in Indy. You got to step outside at some point, and that's when I that wind chill. Huh? Step outside, and I have lost every ounce of my Canadianism when it comes to dealing with cold weather. I want no part of it. I hate it. Hate it. You became uh, South Florida soft. Yes. <laughs> I embrace it, actually. No problem admitting that. Uh, we're going to discuss today what General Manager Chris Greer told them, the uh, a small group of Dolphin reporters in Indianapolis. Um, You're officially called the South Florida media contingent. So That too. Uh, anyways, a group of... Hold on, uh, they were outsider reporters? No, 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 no. no I'm no. about to say, y'all better... <laughs> Yes, it was yeah, South you Florida. to get your act together. Although, however, no, it was the South Florida contingent plus gentleman who, who actually lives in Orlando. Uh, but he covered the, he has covered the Dolphins, covered the Dolphins for a very long time. Now works for a national outlet. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Okay. Anyway, be that as it may, there's a group of about twelve people. We'll discuss what Chris Greer had to say about Tua, Xavier Howard, Christian Wilkins, Jerome Baker, Cam Smith, Cam Smith, Jalen Waddle. Before we discuss that, we're going to do our history lesson, which today is going to center on the number 32 because it's episode 32. Dolphins have made the 32nd overall selection in the NFL draft one time. That was 2008. And Omar, you jumped the gun yesterday. So I guess it's Philip Merling. They were only 31 picks in the first run of that year. I believe that was because of Spygate or Deflategate. I forget which one. It's one of those two. Mm-hmm. So there were 31 picks. The Dolphins had the first overall pick. They took Jake Long. Then they had the first pick in the second round, which became pick 32. And they took Philip Merling, a defensive end from Clemson. Um, what I loved about that draft year was, I believe it was one of the first that they did the double down, which was take two players at one position during the Parcells Ireland reign. They took Philip Merling and Kendall Lampert. And traditionally, when they did that, in the double down, the second player 
generally turned out to be the better player. Vontae Davis is the only one that you can actually debate it. Vontae Davis, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Sean Smith Smith. was the only one. And I would argue to you that. You're going to make me do this because I love Keith Sims. But are we going to say that? I was talking about during the Parcells era. Okay, sorry, Keith. Keith, I didn't mean it because you you were a great player, three-time Pro Bowl guard, but Richmond Webb was a seven-time Pro Bowl selection. Yeah, nobody's arguing that. I'm talking about during the Parcells era of the double down. Remember Hartline and Patrick Turner? Very Um, good name from the past. Patrick Turner from USC. Yeah. Um, they they even had um, some uh, some cornerbacks, uh, Will Smith and Will Davis and uh, Jamar Jamar Taylor, but that was 2013 after Parcells was those, those became filmed. yeah. I, I threw Ireland in there. Ireland doubled down. Okay. Ireland Ireland kept doing the Parcells way, mm-hmm. um, which I always respected. I still respect the Parcells way. I, th- I would argue that Parcells's draft had probably had more. Fruit to it than a lot of the other drafts that we've had in recent years. But anyway, that's just me. Good, good player is a good player. A um, couple of players were picked 32nd in a round by the Dolphins, including one of their best picks of the 2010s, and that was Rashad Jones. It was the oh. 32nd pick in the fifth round of the 2010 draft. So mm-hmm. A then, ring of honor player. They're not doing that, that anymore. What? When's the last time they put somebody in the dog? That doesn't dolphin? mean that they shouldn't. Cam, oh, Cam Wake, see. Cam Wake, and Rashad Jones and uh, Xavier Howard to me are all Ring of Honor contenders. Okay. Um, and then I was going to mention that there also have been a couple of two hundred and thirty second over I mean, overall picks, which is the, the exact best one. Yes, sir. Three times. Including the best one was a defensive tackle by the name of Jermaine Haley in 1999, who had played at a junior college before going to the CFL. He was this. He was in the Larry Chester, Tim Bowens type in terms of body type, as in was more white than he was tall. Uh, and he was a solid player for one or two years for the Dolphins All right. before his career fizzled. So that takes care of our history lesson for today. We will be. You will be quizzed tomorrow. Okay, you're not. Uh, so Chris Greer, to me, I guess that the biggest headline I got out of this was him saying the door is not closed on X coming back. If after he checks out what's available to him on the market, wants to come back, doesn't get a deal he wants and wants, likes the idea of returning to the Dolphins based on Chris Greer's words, they would be open to that. You want my take? Of course I want you to know. I just want you to just nod your head and say yes. Yes, I want your take. Um, that's surprising, but I don't think it's true. But we'll we'll see. Um, I think that that's something you say to preserve face. Um, I think it's something you say just to not close the door. But... I don't necessarily think that it's true or accurate. Just my personal opinion based on perspective and mm-hmm. insight. Yes. Um, we're called it a tough decision. Said he had a long conversation with X after the season ended and they decided that was best. Um, here's my thing. 
because because Greer later on talked about Cam Smith and then Cater Coho and whoever else they might bring in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't behoove Chris Greer. There's no point in Chris Greer mentioning it. Mentioning X? Mentioning X and the, the, the idea of like we'd open for, would be okay for, with the idea of him returning. You made the move that you made. Obviously, it was salary cap considerations. Uh, I don't know if it's basically to put a stamp on the fact that it was purely financially driven uh, and not a reflection on his on his ability. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I I don't. Uh, here's my thing. Um, if you really did want to leave that out there as a possibility, then you should have said that to more than just the media. Um, using my words carefully here. Yes, you, you uh, are. I mean, you are doing some major tiptoeing right now. Um, and I'm not saying that what was said or not said. Um, I just don't necessarily. I think it's more about saying the right things to a fan base that basically just lost one of their top 10 players for cap situations and everybody understands why. Um, but the the problem that a lot of people see with the decision is you're not positioned to move on without him. And then you talk about Cam Smith and, and how, you know, we got a story up on alldolphins.com um, addressing what he said about Cam Smith, which was basically, you know, he's, he's working hard to win the off season. Um, he got an endorsement from Jalen Ramsey and, you know, and, oh, you know, the justification of why he didn't play, but all of it was bull crap. Um, just all of it. So if, if, if he was working so hard and, you know, Chris Greer could have walked into a meeting with Mike McDaniel and as a top executive of Miami Dolphins organization, just like he did with Tua Tonga-Valoa when Tua needed to start, he could have walked into a meeting with Mike McDaniel and Vic Fangio and said, I'm sorry, Eli Apple needs to stop and we need to play Cam Smith and we need to see what we have. And it moved from there. And done. Yeah. Who, who, you, you can make your face and you can just... Why no? What face did I make? I'm just, I'm just going like this. You I'm did like, an Omar face. You did like... No, the Omar faces. And then... That's the Omar. <laughs> um... He's a top executive in the Dolphins organization. Nobody has more power inside the organization on football decisions outside of Steve Ross than Chris Greer. On roster procurement and assembly. I, I don't Head man in charge. Head not man. Not when it comes to game day and during the week. And, and, and you give me the player. It's it's Chris Jobs to get, job to get the players. Mike McDaniel's job to coach them. They, and they work as much hand-in-hand hand as possible, but I don't think that Chris Greer would walk into Mike McDaniel's office and say, you're playing Cam Smith and you're going to like it. And the Tua thing, as I hypothesized a while back, and I'm still going to maintain that, that it was an organizational decision made before that season that he was going to enter the lineup at the bye. The bye was moved, and when the bye arrived, regardless of the circumstances, it was like, okay, this is what we had decided as a, as a franchise before the season, we're going to implement our plan and stick with it. So two was now the starter. This is going back to 2020 for those not familiar with the reference. 
Anyway, I, I can move on from there. What I'm telling you is a lot of bull crap was said today, but let's move on. Okay, and I, and I would move on that the odds of Xavier, even though that Guru said that the door is open, uh, that they would, the door is not closed. I would still consider the possibility of X being in a Dolphin uniform in 2024 as very, very remote, very remote, maybe extraordinarily remote. Okay, that's fair. You agree um, with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's no. let's let's move on. Uh, door not closed. Door not open either. Um, let's move on to what I found very interesting, which were his comments on Tua Tonga Vailoa mm-hmm. and the contract extension. And I think um, understand that there are some very important timelines associated with this offseason. Critical numbers. Dolphins right now, thirty-seven million dollars over the cap. They have very few minute ways of creating that cap space and even fewer ways of doing it without depleting your talent base. Now, mind you, March 5th is a very important date because that's the Christian Wilkins franchise tag or transition tag day. Um, You can't get a long-term deal with Christian Wilkins. You either use the tag, which now adds 22 or 18 and a half million dollars to that $37 million deficit, or you get a multi-year deal done or you expose him to the market and you just try to bid on him like everybody else. You do that, I say wave bye-bye to him. Um, then after that, you've got March 13th, which is the critical day that you have to be under the cap. There is no, oh, we're working towards it, or no. There is no, you have to be under the cap. It's not an option for you. That's the beginning of the league year. You need to be compliant. Now, Dolphins got a lot of work to do. Now, the mechanisms that they have to get under the cap are restructure to a tongue of Iloa, get taken from that fifth year option at $22.3 million to give him a multi year deal, which will give him a lower cap number, probably in the neighborhood of eight to $12 million that year. Now, it's not going to just absolutely solve all your problems, but it's going to help you. As I wrote in alldolphins.com, which you can see, find the story there, I also propose that you do a contract extension for Tyreek Hill. Why a extension instead of a restructuring? Understand this, that if you restructure Tyreek after restructuring him last year and after having a fake year on his contract in 2026, if you restructure him and move more money, cap money down, his cap numbers are going to be astronomically impossible in 2025 and 2026. That's why you have to add years. And based, if you read the column that I wrote on alldolphins.com, if you add years to his deal at his present rate or give him a million or $2 million per year bump, it's not really necessary because they're already the highest paid receiver in the NFL. He just wants to maintain his status there. If you add years... You could potentially create $14 million in cap space this year and also cap space in the ensuing years that come. And that includes restructuring him again. Now, that's another way to create $14 million. But to address what Chris Greer said, Tua, if you're going to do Tua in terms of restruct, giving him a multi-year deal instead of the restructure, it's an extension. Yes. Yeah, he's under contract now, so it's technically yes, it's an extension. If you're going to give, if you're going to use him to create the cap space that you need, you'd have to do this by March 13th. 
So if you're doing it, if you're doing it for the sole reason of creating cap flexibility, yes. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Otherwise, then you're yes. doing it purely for to extend them, which is okay. That's what and doing. what Chris Greer said today is these deals take time. These deals, mm -hmm. you know, they there's a a lot of the negotiations. This is a this is not a small number. When Tua makes signs his deal, he'll be signing the largest deal in Dolphins franchise history. So no matter what it looks like, it's still going to be the largest deal in franchise history. So whether you want to give it to him on the cheap or give it to him on the high end, it's still going to be the largest deal in franchise history. So there's challenges to it. But what Chris Greer kind of hinted at multiple times in his press conference with the South Florida contingent was, and eh, this deal could take us till training camp, take us till the start of the regular season, start to the regular season. This deal could take some time. And that makes some sense. That hints that we're probably not going to get this done by March 13th. And this is where I would jump in and say, and by the way, for the smart Alex on Twitter, yes, we're going to mention that that Chris Greer said that he's going to talk to to his agent at the combine. Ryan mm -hmm. okay um so i don't need i don't need the, the the slack for no reason just to be obnoxious anyway haven't taken care of that if the dolphins as suggested kind of by chris chris greer's words do not extend to a before march 13th that means that they will have had they will have been able to do the moves necessary to get under the salary cap mm -hmm. at which point to me then it becomes you extend to a no no longer for Cap flexibility, sorry, for to get under the cap, and the or and giving him an extension, then you're extending him. You give him a long-term deal strictly to extend him, and commit to him longer. At which point I go back to my original premise or position that in that case, Tua, you're playing on the fifth-year option. Um, no matter what, it's going to help them financially if they extend him, but. They've already said to you, we want to do this deal. We love Tua. We're ready to propose. So I'm and, and I'm not I'm not debating what their position is. I am just stating my position again that yes. I think it's a bad move for the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. to and they don't care what you think. They don't care oh, what no, you think. That. They don't care what I think. And they that, they put us in the hater category, as I Mike mean, Daniel said yesterday. We're we're all haters. If you don't love Tua, we're, you're all you're just a hater. So they're ready to propose at what price, how big the ring, we don't know, but they're ready to say their I do's. And as Mike McDaniel says, he knows more than us all because he deals with him and is responsible for making him good. So, and, and Chris Greer kind of piggybacked on it as well today. They know more. And, than I, and I don't. Okay, that, that's 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 great, and nobody's arguing that. I would never pretend for for millisecond. I mean, he's forgotten more football than I'll ever know. However, he's also not quite as objective as as we can be because uh, every coach has an ego, and, and Mike McDaniel kind of was brought in partly to get the most out of Tua, and he succeeded this the first two seasons in certainly elevating his game. And if you think Mike McDaniel is going to reach a point to say, "Yeah, and you know what? I don't think I can get any more out of him." Yeah, really, that's going to happen? Come on. So the question is, how how well are they able to be honest with themselves in terms, in terms of what the ceiling is? And again, it's entirely possible that they're right, 
that there's a lot more juice to squeeze and I'm completely off base and wrong. Okay. I have my questions about whether the ceiling has been reached. And to me, it's, you, it's not wise to, to lock in for three more years based on hope and faith and belief. And by the way, Chris Greer also said he believes that there is, yes, absolutely, there's more room for growth that he'll continue to take it the next step up. So um, he's again, what else is he going to say? Uh, and that's obviously only time will tell how that plays out. Uh, again, to me, why is it so bad to wait to, to have him play on the fifth year option? I don't, I don't to be to be more sure. I don't get it because again, there has not been the the, the key performance late in the season against a good team. That's just flat. You can do that all you want, but that's a fact. I mean, I didn't argue that's, that it was a fact. It's, that's a fact, Jack. I mean, and that's kind of significant if you're going to, like, toss big money when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And that Spotrack number projection I saw was like frightening. Um, What's what did Spotrack project? Four years, twenty-two, uh, two hundred twenty million with uh, one hundred thirty million guaranteed, or something to that effect. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good projection right there. I I was yeah, at awesome. hundred hundred twenty to hundred thirty million. I only care about the guaranteed money, as you know. Um, I understand that, but and under, but understand that four years is probably the addition to the fifth year option because the fifth year option is already in the books. No matter what they do, okay. they're going to do a four-year extension, which makes is going to make it a five-year deal. At and they're just going to report the fake money and and not factor in that. Okay, every the twenty-two million, twenty-three million dollars averages into what the new money is. So ultimately, if he walks away with one hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed, I think it'll be a respectable deal. And to ruthfully speaking, the deal is over when the guaranteed money is over. So and, and and you're guessing maybe what like two voidable years at the end, so it's three more years. And again, so by the time that con that you can get out of that contract, you're looking at seven years. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Once the guaranteed money is up, you can get out of the contract. Every always. Correct. Correct. How long do you think the guaranteed money is going to be? It's going to be at least another three years. Yes, three years. Twenty twenty four. Twenty. Which is what I. Which is what I said, and that means that through at, at twenty twenty six, he he will have been he will have played in the NFL for seven years. Okay. That's Ryan Tannehill territory, and if he plays, he's not quite good enough. It, is is he right? And do we know how good he could be in three years? Not a clue. Nobody knows. But okay, the, and we're not going to go back because we've done this before. And, that, and that's my point: is I don't want to lock myself into three more years to find you out. You don't have any options. Yes, sorry, that's 
That's What's your option? What's your option? You all, you always. No, Omar, Omar, let's move on. Well, if you want, we'll address another. We'll address another because we. That's all we do is talk about this guy and the fact. And you keep throwing back at me the fact that there's no options and you don't don't lock you, yourself. You, you realize Kirk Cousins probably going to walk away with a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty million dollars in guaranteed money this offseason, right? I, dude, my whole point is you do not lock yourself into a guy. For seven seven years, it will have been without having a certain comfort level that he can get you where you want to go when push comes to shove. Okay. What are your options? Omar, Omar, again, you're playing both sides again. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I mean, you don't, I I, I have no problems. I think they should play the fifth-year option out. However, I know they're not going to do it. And and, and I don't either. That doesn't change. It's not going to change my opinion. So let's move on. Yeah. Again, I'm on record as saying I I don't like it. They should play on the fifth year option, but that's not what's going to happen. Okay. Okay. And please stop with the what are your other options? I mean, it's an important question. An unknown option two years down the road is better than an unknown option where you're locked into three more years after it's been four years. Okay. Sorry. They already love him. They love him. I know that. I mean, they want to marry. They want to marry him. I know. They want to propose. And, that, and that's awesome. And the Dolphins haven't. And you want to be a free agent. You you want to be. And the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since two thousand. You want to be a serial dater. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's move on because this is man. This is, I'm going to guess I, we're going to lose some viewers by now, and I apologize because we get into this rant Listen, and Omar's pushing buttons right now, and he knows he knows that I'm completely right. But he's going to you're, you're completely no, you're completely wrong for the fact that you want to just date. And date and date and you have no options out there. Nobody wants to date you, but you want to be dating. It, it doesn't. Ha- it doesn't happen I that do way. Do not want. Okay, be single or marry the wrong one. What do you want? Mmm. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> from purely from a football perspective, I'm talking. Wow. Okay. All right. Touche. Well played, sir. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Chris Greer was asked about former co-worker Mike Tannenbaum's hypothetical suggestion of... Former Jaylen boss, Waddle. not co-worker. Former okay. boss. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, Jalen Waddle to the Chiefs with Trent McDuffie, which didn't make a whole lot of sense from a lot of uh, perspectives. And by 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 the way, this is one of those where if I'm the Dolphins, no offense to Jalen Waddle, is a very good player, I'd do that in a heartbeat. Uh, and I discussed why tougher position to find and McDuffie might be a better cornerback than Waddle is a wide receiver. Plus he's in his heading into his third year. Waddle's heading in his fourth year when now you have to apply the option. And also he's going to be looking at an extension. So there are so many reasons for that. Um, but Chris Greer basically said, no, we're not trading Waddle. We want to want him to be with the Dolphins for a long time. And even even more things, more reasons why that would never happen. The Chiefs apparently are giving permission to Legeria Sneed, who is a complete baller. He's a pending UFA. They're giving him permission to seek a trade. They might tag him, but they're giving him permission to seek a trade. Because I just sworn I read somewhere today that they were going to tag him. With permission to seek a trade. Okay. You're, de- right. you're dealing with a co- well. You're going like this, but that if they're willing to walk away from Legendary Sneed, they're now moving on from Trent McDuffie. So, um, um go ahead. Uh, let me look up something. Okay. 
So that was addressed. The <coughs> situation also was addressed. Which which situation? Ron Armstead again with Chris Greer, who kind of he, no, he said he had a lengthy conversation with Armstead. This is Chris Greer talking before he went to the Pro Bowl. Basically, to, to told him, you know, you got to take your time, you got to do what's right for you. Uh, they're looking for an answer sooner rather than later because again, they need to, to know. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Greer mentioned the start of free agency, but it's more complicated than that because Armstead's got no. Yeah, sorry, never mind. Uh, start a free agency because three days into the league year, Armstead has big guaranteed. Money. Waddle is um Waddle was 2022 draft pick. No, 21. 21. Okay, all right. McDuffie was 22. Yeah. Um. So you're basically basically getting making a trade for. I, I don't trade a cornerback for a wide receiver. I don't. I don't. Sorry. I don't. I don't think so. From what? From which end? And I and I I think uh from. I don't trade Waddle for Trent McDuffie. I think it's easier to find a cornerback than it is find a receiver like Waddle. Oh, really? Oh, really? I do. You do. I do. Okay. I, do. I, I completely disagree, but okay. I can I can find five cornerbacks in free agency that can do a Trent McDuffie. No disrespect to him, but you mean you mean all pro Trent McDuffie? Yeah. Um. Okay. I I don't I I don't necessarily think that he is just apps. I think he's a byproduct of he's in a great system with a great scheme. They, they great system with a great scheme on a great team with a great I mean, defense. I mean, great pass rushing. I mean, Chiefs game did you watch? I, wa- I watched plenty. I, I don't think he's absolutely Ladarius need. You don't think, okay. Ladarius needs about to get a franchise tag. Is he that dynamic? Yes. Okay. You like, you like that, that uh, passer rating opponent by opponent when targeted. I do. 56.1. Okay. Dude's a baller. I mean, their secondary was a complete joke as how, in how good it was. And a lot of it was those two corners are really, really good. Okay. Uh, so anyway, the, the trade is not happening per Chris Greer. They're not moving on from Jalen Waddle. The next step with Jalen Waddle is going to be fifth-year option contract extension. Fifth-year option at $15 million, right? Is that the number? You wrote the prices, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the number, which – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Don't remember, but yeah, I think, there. I think it's 15 million. I, I was looking at quarterback contracts, and 15 million stands out to me. And I was just like, Yeah, that's pretty, pretty reasonable for Jalen Waddle. Um, high end cornerbacks are making 20 to 22, so 15 million is real good bargain. Real good bargain. Why are you mentioning cornerbacks? I mean, uh, wide receivers, okay, wide receivers. My, I'm sorry, okay, um. Interesting comment also, this relates to your assertion that the Dolphins will always go for the big, the flashy toy, shiny toy. Chris Greer was asked about the ramifications of having a quarterback who's no longer on his rookie deal. And he would basically, in a roundabout way, suggesting that not going to be able to go after that big guy every year like we used to. some point, got to be about draft and develop a little bit more. Um, I read, thanks to you, some of those comments that he made relating to Tua Tonga Valoa. And we business and business is different when you're carrying a quarterback salary. And you know, you got you you gotta do much better in the draft. So it's it's it correlates to a column that I wrote on alldolphins.com, which basically means 
Chris Griffin, from this point, has to be held accountable for what happens to this team just because all of these decisions are his decisions. They're in his hand. And you you made this mess. You got to clean it up because this is a mess. What you have this offseason is officially a mess. Your job is to clean it up. Your owner is going to give you all of the avenues and abilities to clean it up, which some teams would never do. The, you know, Cleveland Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals, just to name a few, they're not doing what Steve Ross is going to do. The Green Bay Packers are not doing what Steve Ross is going to do. Go ahead. I remember what Green Bay. Oh, no, no, Green Bay. I think he may, might be off there. But it reminds me, as you mentioned, the Stephen Ross, we should give him a shout out. The NFL PA survey came out, their annual survey. This was done between August and November. Everybody was on NFL roster during that period of time was given the opportunity to fill out a survey, 11 different categories relating to working conditions for their team, including coach, ownership, training facilities, locker room, weight room, training staff, dietitian, nutrition, food cafeteria, how well they treat their family, travel and all that. And the Dolphins, absolutely. I mean, uh, A's across the board. They were. And coaching got the worst grade. Coaching was the lowest rank, and he still got an A, uh, but he was eighth in the NFL in terms of coaches. Stephen Ross was number one owner. Uh, they were number one in a couple of other things. I think uh, food cafeteria might have been one of them. Um, but A's yeah, across been. the board, first overall in terms of the overall score. They were second last year. Yeesh. And the team that with with whom they swapped spots was the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, they got. And by the it, way, the interesting part about that too, you know, was thirty first, next to last. Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, the okay. Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they were first first uh, place in food cafeteria, training room, training staff, weight room, and team travel, and and then owner ownership. They were number two in nutrition and dietitian, and strength coaches. So. Um, and and that's a testament to the organization from Steve Ross to Tom Garfinkel to Chris Greer. Um, they, I, I say this all the time on social media and Instagram. Like I am a I'm a gardening lover. Um, people don't know this about me unless they follow my Instagram. And the fact that the Dolphins are immaculate with their gardening every single day. There are gardeners out there every single day working on that garden that's just shows you it 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 no no detail goes on 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 you know what's what's the saying spared spare no detail or something i don't remember what i'm spare no change i have not enough yeah yeah you get what i'm trying to say they yes. just and yeah it hasn't translated to football primarily because they don't necessarily pick the right people to run the organization or pick the right quarterback and this is predates Tua. This predates oh, okay. Tua. Okay. Uh, uh, this predates Tua, but still no playoff wins since two thousand, though. Hmm. Since still no playoff wins since two thousand, though. Subsequent of byproduct of circumstances. Of course, it's always it's always circumstances. Um, but they did, it, they did lose to the Super Bowl champions. At least, will you say that? Yeah, they were. It's the only game the Chiefs won by less by more than than seven points in the entire playoffs. Um, but that's a different story. So when 
one of the byproducts of that survey absolutely would underscore the fact that why free agents would want to come to Miami if the money is anywhere near equal. You got all of that. If you don't think the working conditions, all oh, of yeah, them, yeah, they they do, plus no state income tax and plus the weather. Yeah. As, I, I mean, so. I, I, I say this all the time. Like the Dolphins are the most popular team in Indianapolis because everybody wants to talk to them. Everybody wants their free agent to be in the conversation with Miami because the price goes up. If, if the other teams know that Miami's in play, huh, price just went up. So um, they, and, and they've used that position. They've used that situation to benefit them. However, this off season, they're going to be bargain shopping. They're at the dollar tree, baby. They're, 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 they're living on, on dollar tree budget. So it'll be interesting to say, to see what happens and how they pull this off. As I continue to say, the first thing is that $37 million deficit. You got to pay that credit card bill. And uh, how they do it, they're in Indian talking to talking to executives, talking to coaches, talking to agents. So they got to figure out how they can manage to massage and maneuver the cap. Um, Jerome Baker. Yes. What was, what was said about Jerome? Uh, basically, the first thing that they need to do is they're going to have the coaches evaluate the new coaches, evaluate Jerome's film to see how he fits into their new scheme and then sit down and decide how they want to proceed with him. And then perhaps have a kind of a conversation where they say, Jerome, you will take a pay cut and you will like it, or you can go see what you can get on the open market. Okay. Yes. So that's Greer again, like said, I like Jerome. I'd love to have him on the team, but uh, those conversations have to take place. I, we didn't talk about Christian Wilkins. Um, and I presented the question to Chris Greer exactly like this because I made this point here on the on the podcast that I said. I told Chris both you and Mike McDaniel had used the phrase "he's earned the right to be a free agent," and you use the same wordage with Mike Gesicki last year. Does that suggest that you are will not be putting the franchise tag? And basically, his response was, "All options are open," uh, and he's going to meet with David Molugata, Molugeta. In Indy this week. And uh, Miguel has got 10 Dolphins players. Well, between he and Drew Rosenhaus, they, they, they own, own the market on Dolphin players. Um, but I am like I'm like almost 50-50 as far as a prediction that they're not going to put the franchise tag on. Because that's that's another 20, what was it, 22, 22 million? You're going to put the franchise tag. On your cap. And that's not going to be easy to clear. And I, I, I can, I'm not at the point where I can clear $37 million and I've, I've worked very hard to do so. Um, it's, it's a challenge. So you add another $22 million on top of that, but understand, even if you do get a deal done with Christian Wilkins, it's going to add to your deficit. So, cause Christian is a free agent and he's not on your books right now. So no matter what his year one cap hit is going to be. And let's say I can conservatively say the smallest, it'll be a $6 million. Yeah. But here's the thing is they can agree to a deal mm-hmm. before March 13th and then make it official after March 13th. That is true. That is true. Um, you, yeah, you're, you're still going to have to create the space needed to, fit that deal in so correct no that's true yeah uh, you know and 
understand you will get cap space eventually on June 1st when you get Xavier Howard's money, but mm, that doesn't benefit you right now. Nope. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, but um, we have got a long off season ahead. Alan Poupard is going to continue to be in Indianapolis and we will be continuing to do these podcasts for you, breaking all of these news and discussions down. And you know how you can find all our work. They're probably about six stories up, six columns up today on alldolphins.com. You can find it. No paywall, no subscriptions. It's all free. Okay. Um, and you know how to find the podcast, all dolphins on any audio platform, or you can look for it on YouTube and hopefully you're subscribing by now. We would love that. So Pupard, enjoy Indy. Where, where, where are you headed for dinner tonight? What's what's the big plan? I'm debating. I know who, who I'm going to dinner with, a buddy from the Eagles. Not quite sure where we're going. Maybe Yard House. We did, okay. we did a dolphin meal at St. Elmo last night. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I, did. I, didn't, did. I did not do the, the shrimp. Sure. I can't deal with that cocktail sauce. That's just ridiculous. All right. See, Dolphins taking care of you guys already with the Dolphins meal. Look at that. All right. No, no. The Dolphins writers who went to went out. Oh, the team didn't take to pay the bill? Now what? All right. Yeah. They have. You guys got to step your game up. Okay. All right. Yes, they have in the past. Yes. <laughs> they have in the past. Yes. Um, I would appreciate everybody subscribing to All Dolphins Podcast. And even if you just listen to an episode for three minutes, it makes a difference. We will see you tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.